selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hey there, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. It's now time to dive deep into an episode by episode, character by character, song by song account of the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles Rosen. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> told us this heinous thing about the, the, the real person. And we're going, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. And growing up, my like TV crush is Claire Arnold. So, I mean, she has to come on the show at this point. And Melanie Rose, along with many special guests. And your questions. So sit back and relax because it's like totally time for the Beverly Hills 90210 show. <laughs> Hey, so it's me and Melanie Rose here uh, on the for the talking hey. about the second uh, episode that we pre-recorded uh, before we get into it. Hey, Melanie, you know what also else was very cool uh, that happened last week, but kind of got lost in the mix of all things because of trying to get the show together and all that was Whitney Port, right? Yes, a such a good shout out. She looks yeah. really good in the shirt, and I'm she. Well, she looks very good. And she also looks very good in the shirt. Yes, both of those things. <laughs> and I'm wearing that shirt right now. Um, well, I'm friends with uh, her husband, Tim. It's a long story. And uh, so that's how that happened. She's so sweet for doing that for us, though. Very um, cool. And then, uh, so how's everything with you? You know, things are good. Uh, we're coming off the heels of our big 90210 virtual hunt. Uh, we picked our winners a couple days ago, um, and we're going to be doing another one soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, but it's been a busy week, but you know, and, and now the Padres and Dodgers are playing this week. So go Padres. I'm going to show, uh, you know, when we were on the live show, we showed two of the tour videos that we did, but we had a third one uh, when we had gone to California University. So I'm going to show that and then we're going to come back and uh, intro the next thing that we're doing. So here is the trip that we did to California University, which is not called California University, by the right. way. Right. <laughs> Occidental. Yeah. yeah. 
So here we are on campus at CU. So we uh, convinced uh, Mr. Spelling that it was worthwhile to have the kids have a senior year and graduate. And that meant we needed to find a college. It's a beautiful campus and could look like it would be a, a state university. Um, we, we landed on this place after convincing uh, Mr. Spelling that uh, Pepperdine College on the Pacific Coast Highway was not where uh, we were going to have our kids because it was California State University, not Malibu U, unlike Saved by the Bell. Well, Aaron, if I get up there, you tell me. I'm sure he was uh, said, see, see, that's where we should have been. Exactly. <laughs> Chuck really, I remember having that conversation. He did not want it to be Malibu. He did not want it just to be a beach school, which is too to California. He wanted something a little bit broader. And then the student body found out we were filming here and they went uh, ape you know what. Our first interaction with the student body was on the, we came and we took our first uh, episode that we shot here, which Larry actually wrote, Little yes, Fish. Yes, Little Fish, yes. And we showed it to our, uh, in the auditorium, and Ian Ziering and I came. And they, when they saw the campus and the opening credits on it, they clapped and they were wildly enthusiastic. And then for the next 30 minutes, they just booed everything. <laughs> That's how they used to do it then. And Ian and I had to answer questions. Uh, and they were not uh, gentle softballs. And that, to me, kind of typifies our management shooting company's relationship with this university. Oh, really? I wonder if uh, Barack Obama was going to school when we were uh, filming here. Because he was a student oh, here. Interesting. In yes, fun fact, yeah. Barack fun Obama fact. attended Occidental College. Yep. And if I would have known he was here, I would have given him a speaking part. <laughs> Happy anniversary to 90210. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. 30 years. Very cool. That was so much fun, Melanie. Thank you for doing all that. The 90210 tours is going to be such an awesome thing, and I'm so happy to be a little bit involved with all that. I'm just excited to see that all happening. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun from the hunts and you know the digital thing that you've got going on. I think there's some good stuff happening uh, your way, right? Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, I'm looking forward for the world to open back up again so we can actually do an on-locations uh, scavenger hunt, which is kind of where the idea was born from. So, you know, once the pandemic's over, hopefully we'll even be able to have more fun with locations in person as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd love to go visit more with you. Um, again, one of our new shirts, and we're going to pick a charity to donate to, is this uh, I Want to Happen to My Life. Uh, I Don't Want My Life to Happen to Me Luke Perry shirt. Uh, we're thinking about him because his birthday is on Sunday. So as I mentioned, I'm going to be doing a special episode Sunday. I don't have all the details yet. It's still being planned, but uh, stay tuned to our Instagram and Facebook at Beverly Hills 90210 show or Twitter at 90210 show, and uh, I'll have all the details. Okay, so now we're going to go to this awesome interview that uh, Larry and I did with Perry Samitin and... Uh, who will be a more of a regular on the show, um, which I'm really excited about. And Molly Campbell, uh, talk about a perfect match. Those two were awesome together because we were talking all about 90210 fashion. Uh, we're going to go to that now. Thank you guys again for watching the Super Show and for watching these bonus episodes. Can't wait to get back live uh, next week when we jump into Hazardous to Your Health with Noli Thornton and David Hayward and whoever else knows. All right. Let's go to that. Uh, to All that. Right. 
Okay, so here we are on a very special edition of the Beverly Hills 90210 show. We're talking all about costume design and 90210 fashion. And uh, Larry and I decided to bring on two fashion experts. Um, <laughs> Perry Samatin, right, uh, from a, is a fashion expert. Yes? Yes, longtime fashion editor, writer. Yeah, very cool. And uh, where are you, Perry? I'm in New York. Oh, nice. Yeah. How about you? I'm in Los Angeles, in yeah. the Hollywood Hills, which are burning down. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And of course, Molly Campbell, who was the costume designer. And before we came on here, we learned uh, she started right around college. Um, now, Molly, I think it's important to start off, we were talking before we came on about um, the costume designers that came before you on the series. Right. Certainly, um, the pilot was done by a friend of uh, Darren Starr's named Jane Trapnell, and she's from New York, and she's married to a, an amazing architect whose name's gone right out of my head. Um, and then after that, it was Diane Kennedy. And I think Diane's feelings were very hurt because there was an article recently in the New York Post. Um, and it gave credit for, they showed pictures. It's like Fox doesn't have any pictures of the college years. They only have high school. And uh, so it looked like I was taking credit for her work, which I certainly didn't want to do. So I'm making amends this morning. Let's get on the right foot. I, yeah. went, I almost went to head, head to head with Starbucks this morning because they didn't have a pumpkin spice latte. So let, I'm making a well, mention. Stop. I thought pumpkin spice was everywhere now since the first <laughs> I, That's what I thought, Molly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, but when you came into, well, tell me how you came into the show. Paul uh, Wagner. So, yeah. Paul Wagner was a producer for a period of time and sadly we lost him some years ago but um he knew me from other work that i had done i worked with him with ed weinberger <laughs> ed dot oh and, i know him yeah so do i tough customer I several pilots and several shows with him uh but um so it was paul paul wagner and then um he just called me up and said i mean i didn't interview or anything he just you know I was working on L.A. Law. And Larry, you came into the show around the same time that Molly did. Yes, which yes. is called season four. Yeah. Right. You know, just it was a two episodes before college. And then, you know, I wrote the first of college, which was Little Fish. Yep. So we started, we went, we, we entered California University together. <laughs> we do. We did. And I have University of California stuff downstairs, but... I'm going to wait to do a show with Ian. I'm dying to see you to see Ian. I did Ian in drag more times than I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel bad about that. Yeah, I know. I, I, and then yeah, there was all that to. business in Palm Springs where he was dating a, a person who later got involved with Claire's father, mm -hmm. I think. Yes. Uh, yes, L. We're talking about L. Oh, oh, transgender. Yeah. We're, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I also am responsible for that. Hats, which are about <laughs> this big. You can't see. This big. And uh, yeah. it was fun. To, I like doing 
people in, in dressed in the other sex's clothes. And yeah. you know, Shannon always liked that boy look with the vest and the tie and shirt. That was during Diane's time. I mean, I, she didn't, we were into long dresses and Doc Martens when I came on. So Molly, when you came in, um, obviously there's a few years before you, right, of fashion and mm -hmm. things of that nature. What what kind of things did you come in like with decisions like, hey, I wanna take these characters, was there anything like that? I wanna do this with No, mm -hmm. they, these kids had way too much idea of what they, sh they wanted to look like and they had way too much disposable income. So they could go and get anything that they wanted. I mean, you know, and they shopped at Fred Siegel and Bullocks and all those places that used to be in business. Yeah. So um, the biggest thing was to listen to what they said. Uh, and uh, both Jenny and Tori were very specific. Tiffany was a breeze, so was Kathleen. But um, it's interesting because people see, Everybody that I've ever dressed has always had something about their body or something about themselves that they didn't like that you were to fix, <clears throat> you know, be it hips or no boobs or whatever. It was, there was always something, even with the boys. <clears throat> uh, and, you know, we went through a period with Tori where she was very, very thin. And I used to Six have to seven. take pictures pictures in the fittings and go to the producers with them so that yeah. it was um so she didn't get too thin yeah um but i listened to what they wanted to wear and they had pretty good ideas uh and i find people are much better in something they're comfortable with especially their shoes talk to me about uh shannon yeah you know well, what was, was yeah she was great I've got a drawing of her here and one of her wedding dresses. I really would love to do a show where we address all the wedding dresses that were done. Yeah. We did a, a new age wedding. We did Jason. And, <laughs> I I mean, we just did everybody at some point. Anyway. Yeah. And Dylan and Rebecca. So I would have. Perry. I think that would make a good mm. show. Yeah, for sure, Perry. What do you? What do you? Uh, when you were with us last week, you said um, you loved Shannon's fashion. Yeah. How do you think? What do you think about Shannon's fashion as it evolved from high school to college? Well, rewatching the show, what always struck me, especially about Shannon, is she really. I think out of everybody, she really mirrored the way girls her age actually dressed. I mean. Yes. When I, when I first started watching the show, I was 10. So I was a little young to wear some of the early stuff, like the ties. That wasn't, I was a little young. Yeah. But when I started in 94, I was 14. So I started wearing the long skirts. And, you know, I begged my mom for docks and the little backpacks. And my eyebrows were skinny and my hair was dark. And I looked, I didn't resemble Shannon physically, but aesthetically, I looked exactly like her. And then in 95, I started wearing, you know, the old Levi's and the baby tees like Tiffany. So I just, I really feel a strong connection as when I was a teenager with how those characters actually dressed because it was very much rooted in real life where I feel like the very early days, the fashion sort of set its own, its own tone. 
It was a little yeah. bit mirrored. There was spandex in early 90s, but I felt once 94 hit, boom, like it was really rooted in the real world and how real girls dressed. Yeah. Yes, and we always used to try and stay ahead of what we call print work. Yes. Like I used to stay, I used to try and dress the girls in things that were the very first minute they came in the stores here, I would go and see because um, especially Shannon was like, Shannon was great because she was so tiny. Mm. You could put, like, I used to get emails from girls all the time saying, where do you get her jeans? They look so fabulous. I'd like to get a pair. Well, unless you were a size zero or a size two, you weren't going to find that. So what stores um, did you shop at Molly? What stores? Yeah. Well, oh, um, gosh. Well, the big three down on Wilshire, Neiman's, Saks, Barney's, and when there was an iMagnon. And then... Uh, no Lomans, huh? Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. You, I'll <laughs> tell you why, no Lomans. They won't do studio returns. No. And we used to have a wonderful programs with some of the big stores, especially... Macy's or Bullock's, whatever, and um, and all of the stores. I mean, Neiman's and Saks all did this. We had a, a loan situation where we could go in the store and shop whatever we wanted, mm. and they would write it up on a loan sheet, and then we would take it to the studio and we would fit, and then... Um, we would send back what we didn't want and we paid for what we kept. But you have mm. to be dealing with people that trust you. Mm. And that kind of got spoiled because a lot of people who were not in the union and, and uh, uh, they would take the clothes and use them and then return them. Well, mm. um, <sighs> I've that seen bit. some of those yeah. returns, and you couldn't believe what people would send back. Anyway, it was part of doing business, and we always, we always like to pay on time. I I shopped a lot at a store for the girls called Tom. Um, Tom. Tom Mark Wong, I think he was on Melrose, um, and lots of stuff in. I think he's on Sunset Plaza now. Um, Lots of things in rayon crepe. Um, Tiffany Tiffany wore their things really well. Yeah, talk to me about Tiffany and uh, oh, Tiffany. She was lovely. Mm. I think I think was she dating D Brian? And when she joined the show, she was yeah. Yeah, we killed that. How about for you, Perry? When you saw uh, Tiffany's uh, style, mind blown. Like in those early episodes. I loved everything about her. I loved her her hair. I loved her bob. Um, I felt that really set her apart because either the girls on the show had long hair or super short. And I just loved that she had that super cute dark bob. And I loved that when she joined, she was always in um, little slip dresses with Doc Martens. I just found her yep. look so accessible. And I actually interviewed her last year and she told me that the, I always noticed the combat boots she wore and she told me they were her own and she still has oh, them. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. And she's like, oh, I wear them all the time. Like, yeah, who else? I have Dina Meyer's combat boots. Wow. Don't ask me why. <laughs> you can auction them off. <laughs> yeah, I should auction them off. 
Yes. I know that Tiffany also took credit for the trend. She said it was all her, which I mean, who am I to dispute this? But I remember specifically in 95 when all the girls would wear Levi's with the top button open. And she was like, that was me. I set that trend because in a lot of scenes. Yeah, she but Tori had- set the bare midriff trend. Well, that's true. Tori came back one year and somewhere on this table, I have a a picture of the all of them because then we you know not only did we do the clothes for the for the show but we but we had publicity there was always a call for just publicity shots tiffany had come from saved by the bell That's um, right. which was a totally different show than 90210 was well, i'm curious for larry and i don't know how much fashion comes into play in the writer's room but um was there a thought process of we need to adult tiffany so that she's not looked at as this kid from saved by the bell i'm sure we looked at the wardrobe before the first episode oh yes so yeah i know i know we signed off on that we we always would do that i don't think there was a concept because we knew the character was going to be bad you know so like we, we we wanted to have the character seem all squeaky clean for that for that opening episode at least to the end of it, just to kind of uh, show the duplicity of the character and the, and, the, and the strength of the character. So I think we just, you know, we knew how we were going to write the character. We were going to let the, the actual character stuff carry it as opposed to the look. And the look, like I said, we signed off on it. We knew she was fantastic looking and wore clothes great. And, uh, you know, we had a word. I'm just going to share something. In the room, we had a word for this. And do with it what you want. She, we would say she had upper body pride. <laughs> I'm going to use that one. That's what we would say. And I, I guess we were politically correct even at the time, but we had to acknowledge the upper body pride, which was, you know, which in a way, as a, as a father of boys who were like, you know, young, uh, almost teens, I would see every season when Tiffany came on, they moved closer to the TV. <laughs> Be that as it may. Yeah, I mean, no comment. About that too. Like she's talked about how. With me, and I've also read when she was on Saved by the Bell, she was like young and you know really skinny, and she was like I developed like, overnight, and she was like that was weird, like ha- do having to be so adult, voluptuous, voluptuous in the public eye. And we we talked a lot about fashion, but she said it did it was very different than her experience on Saved, just mm. because her body was so different. But what's funny is watching her in the early seasons. I think. I mean, that's how now, that's how all the girls are dressing. Like everyone, every millennial, Gen Z, they're all with the Martins and the little baby tees and the slip dresses. And it's just, it's, I know fashion of course is circular, circular and secular, but it's, it's really unbelievable how relevant all of their looks in the nineties were, but especially Tiffany, how it holds up today. Like none of it looks dated. Yes. I agree. A well, little- that was print, but we also tried to not date the show so that it, although this was not a big rerun show. Uh, no, which uh, is why we did 32. That's exactly, exactly correct. Yes. But, but Molly, uh, I'm curious on that topic about uh, Tiffany. Was You knew she had come from Saved by the Bell, which was a younger show. Was it specific for you to to change her look or appearance from no, what? No, not at all. In fact, I don't even remember knowing that she came from that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, although that's not true. She was at, a, oh, I think, one of Jenny's real weddings. 
early on in somebody's backyard in Beverly Hills. Yeah, that was to Married Dan. a guy probably. that looked exactly like her. <laughs> yeah, he was, his name was Dan. That's right. Oh, good mm -hmm. for you. That was 1994, I think. Larry right. wins the prize for guessing that, right? Ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was at yeah. that wedding. That's where I met her first. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. And Probably she was with Brian. With Brian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, then, you know, I think I was with Betty Reardon, so it was all, you know. Um, let's talk about Jenny, uh, uh, Kelly's fashion through the years. Mm -hmm. um, Harry, you had some strong words about Kelly's fashion on the last time the last time you were with us, right? Yeah, I just well, I didn't really feel that that character was defined by her fashion quite the way the others were or are. Um, That's Jenny herself, which is yeah, which is what I think Chuck said last time or someone said last time that that mm. was that's, and I think. I actually sort of liked the way she dressed in season five. I liked when she was descending into drugs. I thought she looked really good and she was wearing like sick, yeah. a little cooler clothes and she just looked a little cooler, but I never, I never really took to her high school fashion. Her early college looks were just, they were fine, but I just felt like she was more defined by the script than her look. Whereas the other girls, it was a perfect melding of both for me. Yeah. Well, very interesting. Yeah, I'm very difficult. Like, just, and she would love to get into my department and cruise other people's racks <laughs> to see what there was. <laughs> so, she was, a, she was a, a tough for yeah. me. I thought in season six. Molly, I thought in season six when she comes back from New York after the yeah. summer with Colin and she's been a uh, model and stuff, I thought she just looked unbelievable. I mean, I, I just so sophisticated and uh, just yeah. gorgeous. Well, she so what, the outfit she had in those couple of episodes uh, were just amazing. Yeah. I thought right. close, well, yep. She, and she had beautiful coloring, <clears throat> you know. But she too had, you know, certain areas of her body she didn't like them, and mm. but then we went through. I mean, I should have had stock in every bra that's made because we had every bra that is made. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable, and we used to try and we used to try and make, uh, you know, they were always going to bed or something so you had to have something under there just oh i see yeah for support if you will <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yes that was an interesting part of it all the How undergarments about, why don't we talk about tori a little bit oh uh, now you see there that's my girl she was i just loved dressing her and she somehow larry you guys wrote a lot of things for her that were costumey, like she was the rose princess. You know, of course, was, yeah. I did her as on a float uh, with other girls. That was beautiful. Yeah, we saw that. Episode. That was, and we had a ball doing that. They were so nice in Pasadena. The rose house. We were allowed to. Go. I was tournament to go. house. Yeah, mm -hmm. tournament house. Right. Mm -hmm. It was uh, really I. 
I loved and I did a costume for her. I haven't found the picture of it yet. She's in a Mountie costume, a red coat. Yeah, I'm responsible for that too. Yeah, you see. But we just saw that too, actually. With the canoe. Yeah, yeah. Hanging from her shoulder. That was the the uh, CU talent show at the uh, season seven (laughs) talent show. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Royal Royal Canadian love songs. Yes. That's it. I do have a picture of her with me, but it's so tiny. I'm going to try and get some of these things. What about Tori for you, Perry? What did you think of Tori's fashion? I felt that she, her fashion was a lot of fun. I felt that she was more. She was completely courageous. She would wear anything. And she was. The best comparison was she was so to me, she was so much like Lucille Ball. That's a good. Mm. She could do comedy when she did that. Now, Diane did that, the episode in season two or three with the two dresses with the hoop skirts. Mm -hmm. And it's hysterical. And I really think she's very gifted. That's actually a very good comparison, Lucille Ball. I see, I see a bit out of, out of Tori out of that. Uh, Anyway, Perry, what were you, you were saying about Tori's fashion? Oh, just that I thought that she, I felt her fashion, especially in the college years was the most trend, like, Yes. Trend driven. Um, and like she reminded me of like the Delia's girl. Like she wore things that were a little younger. She wore, I remember in one episode. Baby doll dresses. Baby doll dresses. In one episode, I remember her wearing a baby tee that you thought it said Barbie, but it said baby. Like those, those like very 90s, sort of kitschy, slightly sexualized, but like I, I just found, I found her to be a lot of fun, but sort of. She represented a little bit more of the youth style to me. Yeah. With her little minis, her vinyl mini skirts and her crop tops and her Oh, fuzzy she hat. loved to wear vinyl. Loved vinyl. Loved a vinyl. The world and you had to have a pail of coffee Ooh. powder to get her in. Ooh, that, well, I, that reminds me of the Strike the Match episode, which yeah. <laughs> where we kind of have her in the music video. We we haven't ever seen that one again yet, but I, I sort yeah. of have this remember of her oh, being right. in there. Oh, what's that there? What's that there? This is oh, a this, drawing. I know that. From the fantasy when she played her own grandmother. Right. Oh, yeah. a, ripe, a ripe young age. A ripe young age. Season seven. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of fun. We kind of took a chance. Again, we with 32 episodes, we we kind of you know went back and wow, look at that. There it is. Aww. That is so cool. Yeah. The buttons, the buttons are little hearts. Yeah, she played her grandmother in 1941 or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Little hearts. Oh wow! And yes, as I talk, told you about the underwear, this is her panties <laughs> from underneath, and they came from trashy lingerie. I did a lot of shopping there. Uh, well, we saw Tori's panties on the on the. Uh, <laughs> that's the promo. Right. <laughs> Tori's panties. Um, yeah, that's great. She's, she's, I think she, I think I always loved her fashion and I always loved like, she, she just like pops always on screen. You know what I mean? Like she just, she has such a like beautiful presence. Like when you see Tori in a thing, you know, just, she just brings it. She's just like, she's just so full of life, whatever it is, even in the, in the like more sadder scenes or whatever. The lightness. She yeah. Has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what's this here? This is a seasons, uh, six. Six. Yeah, and season it's, six. It's yeah. when we went all into the whites jeans and, and yeah. We think the Gap copied us. 
Oh, oh really? yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. That's my gap ad. Wow. Molly, were there colors you had to uh, have for each uh, character or colors that they tried to avoid or something? No, but I have a color theory that I do because I can do it on the rack without anybody there. So um, what I like when you're doing, um, you know, putting people in clothes, you're basically painting a picture that's the size of the television screen. Yeah. Right? Like you're, like there's a, so, um, I'll tell you about the red dress first. Everybody wanted to wear the red dress uh, because your eye goes immediately to it. Boom, mm. right there. Like I could have worn red today and you would not be able to not look at me. And that's why Tori had a red dress in that scene. So, I do a warm color, a cool color, two neutrals. Now that gives you four. Then you and that those you do primary, and then you do it all again, quarter turn, all off primary, and hmm. that gives you eight colors. And usually, you can we didn't usually have more than an eight shot occasionally in the peach pit, we did, but um, Interesting. so I would have I would do it on the rack, and I would have you know Shannon and say Shannon was wearing green, which was a big color for her, and she, Tori in yellow, and then like a light and a dark or a navy blue or black against a cream or a white. And uh, you can color in and not make the cameraman crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I do it. I call it triangulating the color. Nice. And it, it actually works really well. Mm. Um, I love that. Yeah. I have a nice picture of all of us, the girls and me. I'll find it. Of um, the episode on the Queen Mary. Oh, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Season yeah. six. Yeah. Um, what about Kathleen? We were just, I saw her pop up in that picture that you just showed. Uh, what was, what was her fashion like? I know Perry had oh, strong she was there. right off the wall. She wanted to wear shiny and, 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 uh, bright shows, huh. but she also liked black. Mm. Yeah. Cause she was playing the wild child. I mean, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Um, we used to go shopping together on Melrose. She was one of the girls that liked to go. Like some of the girls couldn't care less, um, but some of the girls like to actually go make an appointment and go with you. And you could get quite a lot of interesting things on those in those days. For sure. And, you know, and very trendy. It was trendy. Yeah, that was the And place. she was trendy herself. She was definitely trendy. Yeah. Yes. I personally think she is simply gorgeous to look at. Just I agree too. We did the too. I mean, the, the complexion alone, I would. Oh, just gorgeous girl, and lovely parents. They came to my fiftieth birthday party. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. Well, she's a TV crush for a reason, you know. Yeah. <laughs> because she shot something that was shot in in uh, Chicago. She, she had a couple of series. Yeah, she yeah, had a boss, I think. And absolutely awesome. She, I couldn't. I yeah, that was her and Kelsey Grammer, I think. Yes. yes. Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> I watched every episode of that show. Which one? 
boss. She was. Oh, she's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. She looked younger in Boss than she did on Bev. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There's Tell Tiffany. Me oh, this. yeah. Tell me about this because in that picture that you just showed of everybody in blue jeans, Kathleen is not in the same color blue jeans as everybody. What was that like? <laughs> oh no, they all had. Oh, I could do a whole television show on what they were in blue jeans. <laughs> Like just like bras, it was we had everything. Uh, L L Luke only wore Lee's. Jason liked Lucky's. Uh, Brian used to wear wear anything that would hang off his ass. You know, he oh. was in that. Yeah, the wigger stage. stage. Yeah. <laughs> Revealing a new cleavage. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, um, yeah, uh, Perry. What about what about Kathleen's fashion? We were just talking about. Um, I think of her as like a little. Her her style was an edgier Tory. I felt that or Donna. I felt that they they too were very much in line with really trendy, sort of really cutesy. But I felt that Kathleen or Claire was a little bit edgier. Like you said, she liked to wear black. It showed. She was always a little darker. As the series progressed, her makeup got more severe. I just found her a little edgier than yep. Tori, but I felt that they were similar in style. Yeah, I could see that. Larry, what did we do when we did the kids all in some sort of black and white, really dressy? Was it a Halloween show? Um, maybe the um, maybe the, the birthday party that that. It was a black and white party we did have. Uh, yeah, I do remember this great now. Picture of Kathleen from that. Yeah. What no, was the, the party thing? that uh, Kelly's dad throws. Mm. But that's the twenties theme thing. I thought. Mm -hmm. Oh no! Was that a black and white? The twenties theme was a graduation party. We should oh, that was a graduation, but that was the party that Kelly's father threw. Yeah. Yeah. At the um, Yeah, I, I, that was not my idea. The twenties thing. I, I was like, I was that was thrust upon me. I have no well, idea that's why. The kind of creative stuff that I really kind of got off on. And how I'm sure under budget. I mean, you know, I had John Perret there, and he didn't like my budgets. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really strange because I mean, working with the spelling situation, it it was a little different. You know? Yeah, they lived in the biggest house in the state, and. You know, we had Tom Fichter on. He talked about the same budget problems too, but how the budget kind of opened up after season four. He felt like from the before I that, he I said it was really tight here for for Fichter and Ted Hardwick and Jill and right. Dick Hankel. Yeah, Jill. So we we talked all about Jill. Be here. Yes. Be yeah, Jill. I remember really well. I can serve wine. Now, now, Larry, um, you just. Yeah. You mentioned the 20s party. I wanted to follow up what you just said, that you did not want the 20s party. And I know we're going to probably cover these episodes. At some I point. know. I have no idea. I remember getting called up in Mr. Spelling's office and says, we're going to be doing a 20s party. I have no <laughs> idea what what the angle was or what the, the jump was, I, what justification for it was. I mean, other than it was Kelly's father, so I kind of made it work, but I just didn't really. And that's also after they blew away my, my uh, you know, my Spice Girls thing and Stuck me with the cardigans, so you know it was all. I was already uh, out the door. I mean, they had already signed my uh, death warrant at that point, even though uh, you know I didn't know it. But uh, yeah, yes, yeah. interesting. That was already being removed as I spoke. 
Sorry to hear that. We we, we all missed you. You know, no good deed goes unpunished, as we say. That's one of my I, favorite. I had only done 128 episodes. I was the only one left standing at the end of that. Yeah. Everyone else had fallen <laughs> by the wayside. They all my other executives, producers, writers. You know, everyone had you know, be yeah. cracked basically. Um, let's but about, uh, whatever. Yeah, let's talk about some of the guys' fashion since we just chatted yeah, about yeah. girls. Um, Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry is someone that I wanted to talk to you about, Molly. Uh, his f fashion first. Well, he was pretty straightforward. He was, uh, and, uh, you know, he said, like always, but um, we also shopped a lot at Emporio Armani in Beverly Hills, and all the boys wore that. Mm. Uh, what he's wearing for the wedding is Emporio Armani. And he was surprised <laughs> that he would want to wear it because it was a little too high end for him. You know, mm. he was really a jeans guy and a surfer. Mm -hmm. And I came in sort of as the surf thing was going to sh on the shows, moving away because yeah. uh, we were selling all the <laughs> we were selling all the beach stuff and the green and white chairs and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wish I had one of those. Um, I wish I had several of them. I could <laughs> right. do very well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would just have it here to sit in. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you about the uh, the the. We'd had Rebecca on uh, Rebecca Gayhart when we did yep. the one wedding episode. What did you think of Rebecca's style and um, also, you know, creating oh, that dress for she the? Was uh, just delightful. Yeah. Yeah. So many of the girls that they brought on were just really nice. Mm. And she was one of them. She had all that hair. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and you know, a lovely figure. Easy to dress. Uh, Do you remember doing the wedding? Yes. I'll tell you why I, I remember that. <laughs> this is funny, and that's why I want Wintmore to come on, because he'll remember this, I think. They were to be married in Malibu. In Malibu faces west but they wanted a sunrise shot so we had to find a house in west facing malibu that faced east and i'll never forget that in the production meeting i thought you know why make it harder but um i do remember that and i do remember the tie situation i think i still have the ties um what was the tie situation yeah. Oh, well, there's a, t a moment where he says to um, Jason, um, mm. which one oh, should which, I which wear? Yeah. And mm -hmm. he says, the one you've got on. Mm. I see. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. But, uh, they were fun to dress. I mean, they didn't mind having nice clothes and, and uh, being looked after. Um, oh. One of the things about Luke that I always especially loved, and we all have stories. Um, when I first met Luke, he came into my office and I was there, I was doing it. And he said, I want to, to ask you something. He said, I, uh, I've been working, I don't know what, one of those Rodeo movies. Seven seconds, or I don't know. Yeah, he did seven. One seconds. of those. Shows. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. And they—he was coming back from Texas, and yeah. with him he brought 
the ma magical David Swope. And David Swope was the male costumer on the show most of the time that I did it. And he went on to do several other things before becoming the head of wardrobe at Universal. Yeah. And then, but Luke was the one who said to me, just because you don't know this guy, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And that was David. And he was fabulous for 10 years. Mm. Really fantastic. So, oh, that's nice. so Luke brought I his own costume. I always appreciated him saying that and taking the time because most, mostly they, you know, I wouldn't care less who was in the dressing room. Harry, what did you think of uh, Luke's style in uh, college years? I thought it was interesting. I mean, I like Molly said, it was a very visible um, transformation from you know the surfer guy, the Baja hoodie, the jeans and t-shirt. Oh, the Baja hoodie, now the leather jacket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I noticed the transformation from that toward college when he still. In the early college, kept his casualness, but then as it got a little bit later, I know he was partial to like three-piece suits and vests and over turtlenecks. Amazing, but an interesting choice. Yeah, for sure. How about Jason, uh, Brandon, Brandon's character? Well, Jason, he had his he had a kind of color palette in a blue-green area, and. Uh, his lucky jeans, but he liked to wear uh, a button-up shirt, like a regular shirt. But he also wore lots of T-shirts. Mm. We had <clears throat> all kinds of T-shirts because everybody liked a different neckline, as witnessed this. And what? Well, can you show that again, Molly? We didn't see it. Yeah, put it to the camera so we could see. Oh, no, no, yeah, hold it back a bit. Okay, no, 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 no. No, nope. nope. there we go. We say Brian now, but they got to move to the yeah. left. Yeah. All right. There more, more. Okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's Luke. Okay. Yeah. 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 Different necklines. Mm -hmm. yeah. What I notice and uh, which I, I don't like now is the oversized shoulder things that uh, Brandon seems to have in suits and stuff, you know, that kind yeah. of oversized nineties look, which really, Never has come back, and hopefully never will. Uh, what do you He's think, not Perry? Tall enough to carry it off. Is that what it is, Perry? Yeah. What do you think of that that stuff now? Do you, does it play for you still, or no? It doesn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid we're going to see. Frankly, no. I feel it really doesn't. That's, I mean, that's, I feel that's Perry's new intro clip. Right. <laughs> I, I felt that way too. I see him uh, in some of the later college episodes. He's in these suits and the shoulders are all padded and stuff. And it's like, oh. Yeah, the stuff where he was wearing jackets to, about being, uh, what was it? On the task force. Yeah, but he was like, they wanted to get him off and he had to go in and. Yeah. On the same oh day right. That yeah. The concert yeah. was wasn't that yeah. the right yeah, Rolling Stone show? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, they were trying to delegitimize his presidency. Right. Well, Wait, that was it, Molly. Hmm? Talk about that night. Oh, <laughs> that was wild. I'll never forget it. Um, we walked all the stage and stuff before me and one of the work uh, girls uh, that does did hair. No, no, Nanette. And uh, John Perret, and, Nick and we uh, we walked on the stage, and we there was a on the set there was a 
a bridge and you could go underneath the bridge and some of it was Mick and Keith on the bridge. We were standing underneath and getting sweated on by by the Rolling Stones? The most famous rock and rollers in the world. Anyway, um, no, we all went, and I've never been any place so crowded. Mm. Uh, you, you couldn't move. Like, you couldn't advance, like, down the stairs where you were supposed to be. You couldn't move. Um, but the dressing rooms were wild that night. I saw... There was lots of behavior, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> behavior. Anyway, do you remember addressing me, Molly? <laughs> Molly, do you remember addressing me and my my roadie bit there? Did I know yes. Nick did my makeup? I mean, I remember the guy named Nick did my makeup, but I think I love that roadie bit. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> really for dressing me. Great. I yeah. somewhere in one of the episodes, I think I actually appear myself as somebody fitting a costume. Oh, I'm not oh, really? sure. I remember shooting it down in the dressing room area, uh, you know, behind the Oh, mine must have been one of the music videos, maybe, of Brian's, getting mm -hmm. him and Tori were producing maybe. stuff. Mm -hmm. But for, Molly, I'm curious, uh, This we talked about this character. We've been talking about her a little bit more lately, Lucinda. Uh, you mentioned Dina Meyer before. Uh, sometimes Lucinda was in some wild uh, like almost pajama-like costumes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the dinner party thing we just saw the other day. That was just crazy. I better, kind of... I better have a look. I don't remember. It's almost like loungewear. It's like a pants. You can describe it, Perry, better than me, probably. Yeah. yeah she would wear it. Well, it, it synced up with her, her like Earth Mother character. She would wear silk, silk button-downs, pajamas, wide leg, palazzo-y, but it looked like pajamas, but that was her vibe. It was like sort of bohemian, a little bit. Interesting. It was mature. It was, it was, it was notably the older woman. Oh, yes. Yeah. When, hilariously, when I was watching her first um, appearance or second appearance and Jason's character said, how old are you? She was like 25 or something. And I was like, she looked so old. Like, <laughs> like beautiful, but mature. Yeah, I know what you mean. 25, like. She looked like she was 30 something. I mean, I was being complimentary. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, but like stunning, beautiful, but or I think it was 27. Yes. And I, I just found that and I still find that so funny. Like, it, it is an interesting thing whenever the characters bring up their age, like even when they're, when they're saying, well, I'm ju I just turned 21 and you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, you did not just, no, yeah. Um, what about Ian? Oh, he was wonderful. He loved to get dressed up. I mean, yeah. he was the one we did, you know, we did uh, all kinds of um, drag. <laughs> I wish I had. Well, he's still doing drag because he has like uh, a makeup line now, right? And I've seen pictures of Tori yeah. putting makeup on him and, and whatnot, like, uh He's he's still all about it. <laughs> well, he's got two daughters. Yes, yes. He seems he seems like he's doing great with all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really want one of um, KEG rugby shirts. Oh, I want yeah. one too. Yeah. The, keg, the keg shirts, the rugby shirts, the green and white striped rugby shirts from the fraternity. That, no, I don't. I. Yeah. 
Well, they yeah, they did some I sports, them, but yeah. I think you can get them. Ah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, there are only a couple of copies of this picture. Huh. huh. Interesting. Yeah. But there's Shannon in, in it. Yeah, I see her there. Who's next to Steve? Jenny. Jenny. No, no. Gabrielle. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brian. Here's another wedding. To the left. That's perfect. I yeah, see. There you go. There you go. That. And that's tilted up. Yeah, oh, that's, that's Nat's wedding. That's I'm Nat's afraid. wedding, yeah. I'm telling and, you, there's a million of them. Yeah. yeah, and that was my friend Julie Parrish who played Joan. Do you remember her at all? Yes, I do, because she was a great friend of Joey's. Yeah, I know. She's she was a friend of mine, too. She was an Elvis girl. She was in uh, Elvis uh, Hawaiian style. She was his girlfriend. He's what now, Joey, you said, Molly? He, he was Joey? a great friend of hers as well. Yeah. Joey's doing okay. I talk to him regularly. Um, oh. Boy, I just feel so bad for him. Oh, oh wow. Story, yeah. Okay. There she is. Those are like the public. No, I've got that dress hanging right here. Mm. Uh, here. What am I doing? Oh, hold oh, on. Wow. That's when Hello. you're <laughs> a little too thin. Mm. There's the rose parade. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, that was the fun. canoe. There's the the mountain. She's not wearing her canoe. Right. <laughs> uh, she's so beautiful. I think Tori's just I think she's amazing. Yeah. What's that top dress there? The gold one? Is that gold? That one that was um that was actually a rented dress from Bob Mackey. Oh. Wow. But she I, I thought maybe that's what she was wearing to the black and white party. I wish I remember this black and white. I know we, I think I'm it was gonna, a season seven. I sort of remember it. I should just sit down and suck it up. Yeah. Could it be the uh, New Year's party was a black and white party? I don't know. Maybe the chorus episode. I don't remember. Yeah. That's right. Hey, is uh, Perry, is there anything you think you, you need to ask uh, just uh, before we uh, sign yeah. off? Uh, as if, as you know, we know nothing. So you, we, we're looking <laughs> to you. Honestly, mostly I'm just now inspired to go shopping and like <laughs> no no really really i mean i've spent the last you know six months quarantining and it's been sweatpants and sweatshirts but every time i watch 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 beverly hills on a 2.0 or talk about it it really does inspire me to make me want to you know put on jeans again and sort of recreate yeah. some of the some of the looks that i i love because i just haven't really had the joy of getting dressed in so long and I think credit to you, Molly, like the costumes and everything is just so, so wearable. And I just, I love it. I love it all. And yeah. I think well, you're marvelous. I wish I was coming to New York to meet you, but. <laughs> Me too. Me too. One day I hope. Yeah. Well, well, my son, college, when the kids on the show are in college, he's now hmm. 44 years old. Yeah. So, um, he was doing things like proms and things exactly at the same time. Like if you wrote about it, we were doing it at home. Right. Yeah. I graduated <laughs> at the same time too, where all, everything that was happening in 90210 was happening sort of in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Including my Claire, my crush on Claire. <laughs> right. It was in real time. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Great guys. to see you, Molly. Yeah. This was great, see guys. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 